Welcome to Shift, a college admissions, ACT, and SAT podcast for a changing world. I'm Tyler, founder of Achievable. We have an affordable ACT course that includes everything you need to ace your ACT exam. A full textbook, tons of ACT questions backed by our memory-enhancing algorithm, and full-length practice exams. You can try it out for free at Achievable.me, and the code podcast gets you 10% off if you like it and want to purchase. Now let's get started. Today we have Brian Stewart from BWS Education Consulting on the show. Brian, if you want to give a quick intro about yourself and why you know so much about managing test anxiety. Hi, Tyler. Uh, thanks so much for having me on today. And I've worked with uh, several thousands of students really over the past about 18 years of tutoring. And I found that test anxiety is often a big impediment for students who may know the material, be able to solve problems, but then when they get in the actual test setting, have some difficulty. So I have hopefully have some things that will be helpful for students and parents who are wondering about how to manage this so they can perform their best on test day. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I mean, that is the topic of today, (laughs) of today's episode, right? Managing testing anxiety and setting yourself up for success. And I think that it particularly with sort of the emphasis on mental health that has happened in the last five, 10 years, I do think that it's, and given the fact that also these tests are important and stressful, right? They're Mm -hmm. high stakes exams. I think this is a really important topic. So let's say, let's kind of, if you want to take it from the top, start with what is, you know, the key fundamental things that you want to be thinking about? So I think with test anxiety, it it helps students to think about the worst case scenario that can help them uh, with this. Like, what is the very worst that could happen if you don't do as well as you possibly can? And uh, if you can jot down and think through some of those possibilities, that can help. Uh, Some of the things that seem to help a lot, uh, I think, thinking about if someone's in a current situation with certain grades, certain test scores, looking at where could you get in most likely based just on that? And let's look at where that is instead of having the mm-hmm. mindset of, well, I want to be able to get into every college, every situation. Uh, also, I think students can think ahead. All right. Well, if I don't do as well this time, I can take the test again. I will likely be able to super score with at least some of the schools to which I'm applying, which means you take the best score across different content areas. And mm-hmm. you want to look at the test as but one part of the application. The grades, academic performance, that appears to be the most important thing that colleges look at. Uh, And so the testing gives students another opportunity to show what they can do. Um, And I find for students who had a really rough academic situation that was out of character for them, maybe they had to take a few weeks off of school because of something going on with their family or an illness and their grades drop, then the tests can really show what they're able to do and can help redeem some of those bad grades if they have those. For students who mm-hmm. do quite well with their grades, the tests in the scheme of things isn't quite as important because they already have so much that can show the college their readiness to do well. Um, so Yeah, uh, and maybe yeah. that's kind of like, um, you know, what's the worst that could happen? It's something that yeah. I have done in my own life. And like, you know, my, my wife and I argue about how helpful this really is, but I think it's pretty helpful to yeah. be like, okay, so if I do, if I get a terrible score on this, on this ACT or SAT, 
The worst case scenario is I'm just going to like not submit scores to certain yeah. <laughs> to the schools there you go. That yeah. I don't want, right? Or the worst mm-hmm. case scenario is that, you know, I would still probably have good enough grades to get into this school. Mm-hmm. Right, even with yeah, even yeah. with like a lower score, right? So it's definitely it, it's not the worst case scenario. Is that like the world ends and you're impoverished for the rest of your life? Like, yeah, it's yeah. it's going to be okay, probably. Mm-hmm. And I, I think um, when yeah. when students are thinking about that, if someone just tells them, and sometimes they'll have parents who have tried to get their their child uh, to not worry about that, just maybe not fully understanding how much more competitive things are nowadays. And so to just tell a child, hey, don't worry about it. Why are you getting so worried about this? There's so many uh, other things that you could be concerned about. Um, So I think just for parents to understand that colleges are more selective than they've ever been. And um, so I think a lot of students are looking at that and saying, hey, just getting to um, a really good state school is not a uh, a no-brainer. It's not a, a given that I can do that. It, it can be very competitive. And I think for parents to understand the overall situation students are in can be helpful. And then mm-hmm. not to just tell students not to worry about it, but to give them something different to think about. Like if I don't do well on the test, then you know I'm, I'm not just going to have no thoughts about that. You want to come up with what you could do. As an example, sometimes students mm-hmm. find it helpful to go ahead and register for the next test date. And that way, when they're in the middle of taking the test, in the back of their mind, they think, well, I'm already registered for the next one. So if it doesn't go quite as well, um, then, hey, I, I have a backup plan. And sometimes that, that right. can help them do better because they don't feel all that pressure. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, that's interesting. And I think also, um, you know, for the most part, you usually do have the option to take it again if you really need to, right? I yeah, think, and most definitely. people do, right? Like, uh, yeah. I think the di- biggest difference between the ACT, SAT, and maybe like, you know, the GRE for grad school or whatever is like that the average number of test takes is actually like 2.5, mm-hmm. right? So, like, yeah. most people are taking it twice or yeah. three times. Right. And then some are taking it four and like some are taking it one. Sure. But I would say, you know, given there's probably a decent chunk of people that only take it once, a lot of people are taking it three times. So don't if your first time doesn't go super well, like don't freak out about it and you will get less anxious just by the nature of knowing how it all goes down on your second attempt and on your third attempt. Definitely. Yeah. And I think also just understanding the sort of skills that students are assessed on here. For a lot of tests uh, that might be more memorization based, doing some last minute cramming and, you know, just staying up late to study for it, that can help you. Uh, Maybe not ideal, but it can help. But with the SAT and ACT, doing things that will help you be well rested uh, will ultimately help you do better because it's more of a, these are more tests of critical thinking skills than of just knowledge or memorization. So uh, anything that you can do to think more clearly will will really help out. Um, and one thing is very simple thing students can do is get adequate sleep leading up to the test. Um, sometimes when I do a mm-hmm. class, I'll, I'll ask students, well, how much sleep are you typically getting at night? And I'll have a show of hands for nine hours. No one raises their hand. And then a lot of people will raise their hand for five or six hours when teenagers really should be getting about eight or nine hours a night of sleep. So um, if they can make that a priority in the days leading up to the test, that will do a lot to help with test anxiety. 
Yeah, well, I think it'll also do a lot to help with performance in general. Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. And and then just like talking also like what are some what are some things that people can do to set themselves up for success? Like you mentioned sleeping. Yeah. So that's good. But like what what are some other things that you can do to kind of get yourself in the right place? Specific things with this would be to understand how the anxiety manifests in your test taking. And I like to generalize it as you have people who will be sort of perfectionist snails. They'll take forever on a question and not let it go. And then you have people who are worried uh, about finishing, maybe speed demons would be a way to describe them. And so students often find themselves in one of those two categories. So for students who tend to be perfectionists, it is helpful to just understand what you want to do on these questions is recognize, first of all, if you can come back to a question, that means you're letting your subconscious stew it over a bit and you might look at it with fresh eyes and it might go great. Also, you don't want to spend so much time on a question that you can't finish the test and then ultimately that would negatively impact your score. And then uh, on the other hand, people are worried about finishing and they rush to the end, helping those students understand if you slow down a bit, you'll make fewer careless errors. Uh, You'll understand things the first time through instead of having to do it over and over again. So I think through that awareness of how uh, the anxiety manifests, then students can then be aware of what they can do differently as far as how they approach it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, And I think that um, it's, it's really important. I mean, this is something that gets talked about in other places, but like to, to, either have an error log or if you have a tutor or a parent that you're practicing with that just have somebody that is keeping track or have you keep track of where you're making mistakes. Mm-hmm. Because if you're making a lot of just like simple math mistakes on the math section, for instance, but you're finishing with five minutes left, like slowing down mm-hmm. is an obvious way to help yourself yep. out. Yep. Also by kind of going through that process, you will start to, kind of like diagnose yourself mm-hmm. and by doing so that actually at least to me it, that reduces anxiety because you kind of know what's going on going in right like you don't panic you're like okay like i know that i you know that you know i i know that i go too fast and i need to slow down on these right or i know that Definitely. i go too slow and i need to like go a little faster on these rather than kind of being freaked out about it it's like you're prepared yeah. And if, if students can make their practice as realistic as possible, not just, okay, I'm going to do a practice test, but I'm going to do it with a TV on the background. I'm going to rush through it. That's not going to give you an accurate idea of how you'll do on the actual thing. Uh, well, so definitely it, not with a TV on. The yeah, background. definitely yeah, not with that. that <laughs> so, but yeah, sometimes students are distracted with uh, their computers and stuff. But if they can do it where it represents what it'll be like, then that will make the real thing uh, a lot easier a lot less disconcerting for them yeah yeah i mean what's the difference between like a rookie and a veteran in any sport it's just oh repetition. yeah yeah the the playoffs there and, and all that for sure um and i think you one have, thing, you, yeah, so, yeah i was going to say with the scores so keeping in, in that in mind that error log too a lot of students are shocked by how many questions they can miss and still have an outstanding score on these tests uh you can usually miss um, several questions and even get a 36 on the ACT because the curves are so steep on those. And I think when mm-hmm. students can look at a scoring curve and realize, hey, if I get 75, 80% of these right, that, 
will probably be a pretty decent sport. And that's a big difference between an ACT, SAT versus a school test, uh, where mm-hmm. usually you miss a couple, your, your score is pretty bad on a lot of the school tests, but here it, it can be quite good. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's also, it's important just to point out like spe- specifically and directly that you will probably get questions wrong and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I yes. think that there's this sort of, like you said, particularly with just sort of the way high school and school in general is now in the U S you know, essentially a perfect score is the only way to get an A, right? Or, you know, yes. maybe you get an, like, you can <laughs> yeah. miss one or two and maybe still have a, a high A. You start to miss a couple more, you're in the A minus B plus range. Versus, you know, you can get the equivalent of an A while missing questions here. And so don't nope. freak out if you don't know the answer to a question. Definitely. Like, in your, t- in your time management and also just your anxiety management, don't freak out and guess and move on, right? And or come yep. back to it if you can, mm-hmm. and just like you know, focus on what you are going to be successful at. Don't focus on the one thing that you're not able to figure out in this moment. Yep, absolutely. And if, if the test happens to be tougher for you that day, it's tougher for everybody. And I, a lot of students today after a test. They just share how they felt about it in general might say, uh, you know, I felt it was, I thought I did well, or, I, uh, or maybe I felt it was really hard. And the students who say they felt it was a little bit on the more difficult side often end up doing a lot better than they thought because the curve ends up being pretty generous there. Yeah. yeah. And then um, just to kind of wrap back to setting yourself up for success, mm-hmm. I would also say um, definitely, don't change a whole lot versus like, you know, if you don't normally have caffeine, don't chug a Red Bull. But if you yes. normally chug a Red Bull, don't not chug a Red Bull or don't chug two. Yeah. Uh, if you are, um, if you are someone that is, you know, let's say uh, you usually uh, wake up pretty late, but then the test is pretty early uh, or something like that, or you're kind of slow in the morning. Like I would consider trying to adjust your sleep schedule in the in the weeks leading up to it. You know, go yep. to bed early, wake up early. Generally, I, I'm I'm awful at this, so usually I have to wake up early, <laughs> and then that makes me tired the next night. Um, yeah. And then you know, making sure you've got food and like a couple good healthy snacks with a, with not a ton of sugar, but a, a little yep. bit of sugar, to kind of make sure that your your brain has energy throughout the whole experience. Yeah, I, I just, speaking of the uh, the Red Bull, I had someone who took uh, the day of the test. He had two of the five-hour energy drinks, and he got so nervous and shaking that he actually had to leave the test. So I don't don't want that to happen to, to students uh, going yeah, forward. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't give you situation. 10 hours. It doesn't give you 10 hours of energy. It just, no. <laughs> it just doubles it for the five hours. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So don't learn that the hard way. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Just try You know, you're, it's like, it's like a sport performance, right? You're, you're trying to not change a whole ton. Like there's something in, yes. I used to do cross country and there's something in the race or uh, in the or saying in cross country, which is like, don't change things on race day. Yep. Right. Like don't, yep. don't suddenly put on your brand new shoes the day of a race. Cause like you'll yep. need to break those in and also like your body will need to adjust and it's different. 
right? Like you want to try to keep as much consistent as you can between your prep and the actual day. Definitely. And that goes with test taking strategies too, where sometimes students mm-hmm. might want to make a last minute adjustment. Maybe they'll be nervous the night before the test and get on a blog and read what someone else has done. And then they end up trying to implement that. You don't want to have the day of the test be when you're trying to implement a new approach for yourself. You want to figure that out in advance. And then that way you can execute, you can devote all your mental energy to solving the problems, reading the passages, and not trying to figure out what strategy you want to use that day. Yeah, exactly. Great. Any other thoughts on this topic before we wrap up? Yeah, I think it's just really important for uh, parents just to understand that this is a very real thing for a lot of students. Uh, And so rather than dismissing what concerns their their child may have about that, just to meet them Mm -hmm. where they are, talk about it. And then often it can be really helpful for parents to think about in their professionalized, personalized, how have they overcome anxiety? Like in a professional situation, maybe they're in marketing, they have to do a big marketing presentation. Maybe they're in medicine, they have to do a medical procedure for a patient. What do they do to relax? And then to share that with their child can go a really long way uh, in helping their child figure out an approach that works for them. Yeah. And then do you have any other, I think that's actually like a good topic to just dig in on a little bit more, uh, which is, you know, if you're a parent, yeah, what are some things that you can do as a parent to help your child be successful on these tests and particularly around like the, the test anxiety piece, but also just generally? Yeah. Well, I think, uh, for for parents, the biggest thing is just because parents want their child to do as well as possible. So just understanding what will help the child do well is not to cram the night before the test, stay up late. Um, you know, it, this is more of a if you were to use a sports analogy, I'd say SAT, ACT is a bit more like golf or bowling in the sense that you need to be more relaxed in your mindset in order to figure things out uh, as opposed to maybe a, a strength-based sport or speed-based sport where it's like, hey, the more you want it, just go for it and be aggressive and, and get it. Uh, that Having that mindset on the SAT and ACT can lead to Carol's mistakes and um, getting in this cycle where maybe you don't see how to do something right away and you assume it's really hard. And because you assume it's hard, it makes it harder to see it. And then it just sort of spirals out of control. So um, definitely you want to help your kid do whatever they can can to do well, but just understanding this is something where being in a more relaxed mindset will make a big difference for them. Got it. Okay. And then in terms of like helping them prepare also, I would, I would add like, don't, if they, if they've been preparing, if they haven't been preparing, then like, I don't know, that's maybe, yeah. maybe get ready for the next one. Use this yeah, one as a right. practice and, and, yeah. and change, change your study schedule. But if they have been preparing and d- doing so diligently, don't suddenly like throw them, throw them off their game in the last couple of weeks by being like, okay, well now we're going to cram every night. Yes. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. I think, I think you want to try and get them kind of into a routine and rhythm Cause like yes. you said, it's more about being comfortable than it is yeah. about like, you know, knowing every single little algebra thing that you yeah. need to know. Yeah. My, my son is getting ready for a big performance. He's in uh, Nutcracker coming up here and oh, cool. they do a lot of rehearsals, very intense rehearsals leading up to it. 
uh, make it as realistic as they can. And then when the show comes, then they're, they're able to do their thing. Uh, and that would be much better than just waiting till the night before to do like three or four dress rehearsals and everyone's exhausted for the show. So we definitely want students to practice and practice a lot, but to do so where it's spread out so that leading right up to the test, they're in the, the best possible mindset. Right. Great. Thanks, yeah. Brian. Okay, this has been you. a shift. Yeah. No, uh, really happy to have you on the show. Yeah. And yeah, this this has been Shift, a college admissions podcast for a changing world, hosted by Tyler from Achievable with Brian Stewart from BWS Education Consulting. And Achievable has an ACT course that you can try for free at achievable.me. And if you like it, the code podcast gets you 10% off at checkout.